Well, good morning. It's lovely to be here. It's lovely to look at your beautiful faces. And um, for those of you who don't know me, um, I'm Nicole and um, I help uh, work with the women here at Vineyard and also with the children. So um, kind of get busy at different times of the year. Um, but we wanted to just give you a little update on the women's retreat that we had last weekend. Um, there'll be a slideshow that'll go through while I'm speaking so you can have a little bit of a taste of what we got up to on the weekend. Um, but our theme was living hope. And so our point of sharing with you all today is not that you would hear how much fun we had, but that actually what God did in our hearts and our spirits last weekend, he can do in your hearts and your spirits just by hearing our testimony and hearing some of the stories of what the Lord has done in women's hearts and their minds. So um, that is my prayer today. That was my prayer last weekend. Um, that uh, the Holy Spirit would impact us um, because Jesus is our living hope. Our hope is never in our circumstances and always in Jesus, who he is, what he did for us and how much he holds our future in his hands and that we can trust that. So that's my prayer that the Holy Spirit would speak to you this morning as you hear um, what was shared with us, what was imparted to us. May we impart that to you this morning. So I don't know if the slide shows working. You can start it if you like without music. There's no music. Okay. So it'll be a bunch of photos. We like the pretty stuff. So you have to see the pretty stuff that we did. Um, but then you'll just see some photos of... Um, we had this amazing venue that we just found randomly, this new place up on Bribey Island on the surf side. It's a Greek Orthodox um, community that have received government funding um, and they built this retreat centre that's um, for, it's a recreation centre for youth as well as for retreats like ours. Um, so we had this beautiful building with this amazing backdrop to look at um, as the speakers were sharing, which was just beautiful bushland, was kind of inviting creation in um, to all of our experiences that we had on the weekend. So I'll let that keep going. You can feel free to look at that while I keep sharing. Each time that we met on the weekend, so there were 45 women that came along for the entire, for the, at any one point on the weekend. Um, and I think right at the end you'll see this massive group shot. It was kind of hard to get us all there all at once because there were some women that came just for the Saturday and there were some that came for the whole time. So I had Karen and Roxanne, who by the way I discovered on the weekends a graphic artist and can Photoshop. Um, we took a series of photos and ended up Photoshopping women in who weren't in there for the larger group photo and it worked so well. You'll, you'll see it right at the very end. I was very impressed at what they did because I, I knew who was missing from the major photo. So You'll see that. Sorry, some of them are a bit dark. Um, we had a, a campfire on the Saturday night, um, which I'll talk about shortly. So we started each session off with some worship. Um, and I just want to thank Liv. I sorry, her second go. I just want to thank Liv um, just for her um, ability 
in worship to lead us into the Father, into his heart. And we started each session of that because we wanted to position ourselves before God with right hearts and right spirits for all that he was going to do in us. Our speakers, we had Kath Henry. I don't know if there's a photo. We had Kath Henry and Bonnie um, from Northridge. There we go. Perfect timing. Kath on the left, Bonnie on the right. Um, who came and shared and spoke on our theme of Living Hope. Um, and I did speak a little bit about who Kath was prior to camp. But Kath is the senior pastor of Northridge Vineyard. She has enormous heart for women and seeing them come into the love and freedom of God. And she carries the Father's heart of compassion and that just oozes out of the way she teaches and preaches. Um, and she loves to see women um, walk into all that God has for them in every transition of our lives. And I was sharing that just this year, um, in the first five months, she had her mother unexpectedly pass away. Um, and only a few weeks later, her eldest daughter got married. Um, and then a few weeks after that, her youngest son left the home. So they became empty nesters. So the amount of change that she had in five months... Um, and just balancing that and keeping Jesus as her hope rather than her circumstances was quite extraordinary. And then we had Bonnie, who is the assistant, one of the assistant pastors at Northridge. Um, she looks after welcoming at their church. Um, she shared her heart as well. And her story, um, her time of sharing was her story of being abandoned as a child by her mother and, um, being adopted, um, her father and his uh, second wife adopted her. But it was the story of redemption and it was a beautiful story of, of God redeeming her circumstances and coming full circle and, and restoring her relationship with her birth mother um, to the point where she moved nations to be um, with her to grow their relationship. So she moved from England to Australia to be with her. And the wonderful special thing for us as a group of women there was the first time that she had fully stole, told her story of what the living hope of God has done in her life from beginning to end because she felt like that chapter of reconciliation with her mother had come to a close in September. So we were the first ones to hear of the, um, the amazing goodness of God um, and to see a, a redemptive story come to a close and uh, just be such a blessing to her life. So I encourage the women at the beginning of the camp to come and forget about the week that they've had, to give over um, fear, anxiety, loss of dreams, hardships, grief, um, and let the Lord replace them with himself, replace them with his hope, his peace, his new vision for their life and his joy. And we looked at this scripture, 1 Peter 1.3. Blessed be the Lord and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So we looked at that scripture, at the fact that it all starts with Jesus. And doesn't it all end with him as well? That he is the one that we focus our hope on. And it's so easy to put our hope in our circumstances or even in promises 
But the Father calls us to put our hope in Jesus and what he has done for us in his resurrection. So our hope is not in restored relationships or new jobs that will make life easier. Or in my case, when I suffered infertility many years ago, in the hope that I was going to have a baby in my arms, that I was going to have children that I really desired, my hope needs to be focused, our hope needs to be focused in Jesus and keeping our eyes on him and off the circumstances that can trouble us. He is our living hope. So Kath shared, um, I'll tell you a little bit about what she shared briefly because then I want to open it up to some women who want to come. So I hope I'm not speaking what you're going to share. Um, Kath talked about the fact that we were made for resilience in relationship and held in relationship with our creator. So we're made to be in relationship with God. We're made to be resilient because he strengthens us in that relationship as we step into the faith that he gives us and the acceptance and the grace that's a gift from Jesus. So we stand resilient in him because we have him and we have him inside. Our Christian faith doesn't call us to shy away from suffering. I don't think anybody in this room could say that they haven't experienced suffering at all. Um, it doesn't stop us from praying and seeking the Father's face for interceding um, or asking God to break through in our circumstances. But it does mean that we're given the opportunity um, to bring the pressures of life to God and to press into him in our relationship with him. And doing that causes us to grow both in character and out of that place it produces hope as we allow him to grow our faith and transform us, it grows hope in us for Jesus. So she said that she, if she can be bold enough to say that if we're not living in hope, then chances are we're not placing our hope in the right place. We're not placing it in God. And she did this great, um, I don't know what you call them. I had a slide up there with the letters HOPE. It stood for hold on, pain ends. And isn't that the truth when you walk with Jesus? Anagram? Acronym. Thank you. My son is trying to whisper the word to me across the room. Thank you, Luke. Um, and isn't that the truth? When you meet Jesus and you give over that, you hold on to him and that, that season of pain eventually ends as you journey it with him. And I know that today that God can do that again, just as he did that in our hearts last weekend. And I believe that today he might want to break off a spirit of hopelessness of somebody who's here, um, either released just by the circumstances, the daily circumstances that you're walking, or by that of the enemy and the stealer and the robber of hope um, that comes into our lives. So that was Kath and Bonnie, and that was over Friday, Saturday. And then in the afternoon on Saturday, we had Nikki Brown uh, talk on anxiety, which I think linked really well with the story of Living Hope because um, I don't think it's unique to women. I think men experience a lot of anxiety as well in their lives. And we needed to hear, um, first of all, 
someone else's journey, their integrity to be able to share their story, warts and all. Um, and in that place, we identify um, with her in that. And she gave us practical tools, um, even a very fancy workbook which we were very impressed about. If you're wanting a copy of that, we would love to share that with you. This is um, something that Nikki has put together and produced, um, but it's available for anybody who would like some real practical tools um, if you're dealing with day-to-day -day anxiety. Um, so that was, that was wonderful. She brought a wellspring of wisdom and knowledge and humility and experience of living with day-to-day -day anxiety and the pressure of that. Um, I think the most fruitful time, certainly for me, but after speaking with a lot of women was the small group time. So there were three times throughout the weekend um, that uh, Belinda and I had assigned groups. We, we prayed about it, we asked the Lord, and then we put all the women in different groups. So you often weren't with somebody that you knew. And my experience of that was even at the very first group time on the Friday night, how deep we went um, in um, our conversation and our ability to share with each other about where we were at, why we were there for the weekend and what we'd hoped that God would do in us. And that just continued throughout the whole weekend. Um, and the Lord was doing something very deep in our hearts, um, even talking with almost strangers, but not quite. And my prayer was that there would be deeper relationships formed out of that, from that experience and that weekend. And I am starting to hear um, how God is doing that, which is a real blessing to my heart. Uh, we also looked at... Um, couple of verses in Romans, Romans 15, 4. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. And Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. And that's what our Father wants for us. He wants us to abound in hope in all circumstances. So we had a wonderful weekend capped off by a campfire, um, toasting marshmallows um, and just worshipping around the campfire and we had some more small group time um, at that time. Um, so I'd like to um, invite maybe a few women um, who would like to come up and share about their experience um, and would just, um, yeah, like to bless the community with what God has shown and done in them. Did you want to say oh. Marie, would you like to come up first? Hi, I'm Marie, and this is my first time up here. It's a little bit scary not standing back there. Um, I'll try and keep this brief, although I've written everything down. <laughs> um, last weekend was perfectly timed for me. Um, the last 12 months or so have been a big journey with God. Um, he's been chipping away at little things and some really big things. Um, I've had things holding me back for a very long time. Um, stuff that's stopped me making friends, um, stopping people from 
getting to know me. So last weekend was exactly what I needed and I really did. I needed time away to be refreshed, to be restored. I went expectant. I didn't know what for though. Um, our speakers were amazing as Nick has said. Um, they were open and honest and transparent and really shared their hearts with us. Um, and I, I loved every minute. I didn't write notes because even though I started, I just got lost in what they were saying um, and it just really spoke straight to my heart. Um, for me, the biggest part of the weekend was relationships. Um, as I said, there's been stuff holding me back from really building friendships. And last weekend um, was proof that God's torn down a wall that I've built around my heart for a long time. Um, our cabin that I was, I was in, beautiful woman um, that I felt so safe with and the friendships that were created are ones that I know I'll have for the rest of my life. Um, I love those girls <laughs> and um, it was life-changing. Um, our small group as well, as Nick said, was a beautiful chance for us to um, share prayer requests, um, what really spoke to us in each session um, and that was beautiful too. Um, the ladies, although, well, well, I kind of knew of them, I didn't really know them deeply and I got a chance to really get to know them deeply. Um, again, completely transparent. I was able to be raw, just me. Um, I wasn't mum. I wasn't anything other than just the raw, broken me. Um, and I was accepted and I was comforted and I was loved. Um, and again, friends that I know I'll have for the rest of my life. Um, Nick did a great job of matching me up with both my cabin and my small group. It was just, it was awesome. Um, this week has been the start of a new journey for me, well, a new part of my journey. Um, I was given amazing words of knowledge. Um, by women that don't know me at all, um, actually by our speakers, um, out of the blue random messages, so I, I know that they're directly from God. So I've been spending this week just really focusing on God and what those words mean, um, where he's leading me, um, just, you know, more breaking down of, of things that are holding me back, and I'm excited, I'm excited about what this journey is going to hold. Um, the theme, of course, was living hope. Um, in the week leading up to it, I'd had a verse come up in my devotions, and the verse came up twice over the weekend as well, so I think it was very, very re relevant, so I thought I would share that just to close off. Um, it's from Romans 8, verses 24 to 25. Um, for in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Thank you. Sally? That was really um, lovely to hear from Marie. I get to be in her cabin and share the same sentiments. Um, yeah, I just wrote a couple of things down and so I didn't go completely blank. Um, one of the questions Nick sort of said, you know, she gave us a few questions to think, 
you know, help us guide our reflection um, in sharing today. And one of them was, what was your spiritual health like before camp? And I really had to think a lot about that question and about what that means. Um, I thought it was easy to talk about my emotional health, my physical health, you know, I'm tired, I'm sick, whatever. Um, but spirit, it was a really hard question and when I really thought about it, the reality is if I was to scale it on 1 to 10 at any given time, um, my spiritual health is actually a 10 all the time, regardless of how I feel. Um, and I guess the weekend sort of confirmed that to me as well, um, that no matter what, um, uh, God loves me, his love is everlasting, he, he has already done the work, he has reconciled me to Jesus, so I can't be any less than a 10, um, so no matter how I feel. So, um, but on the other hand, my emotional, mental, physical health goes up and down at any given moment, and I guess in being a woman from hour to hour sometimes, um, and I think the camp was, um, I think... The fellowship um, for me was uh, just a big reminder of how important that is. I'm a single parent, three sons, got a very um, busy job that, um, you know, goes after hours and I don't have a lot of time for really good, genuine fellowship and I really value it and it was just a really good reminder to be intentional about that. Um, so the fellowship side of camp really blessed me, um, getting to know some women I didn't know and there was just a real sense of grace and freedom to be yourself. So that was beautiful. Um, I just wanted to share one thing that Kath Henry um, said about hope and that was that uh, when we focus on the things we don't have, it drains our hope and uh, that that's so true and I know that, it's a simple truth but... Um, you know, taking that home and, and focusing on the amazing things that I have. Um, and that then creates hope for me. So, yeah, just want to say thank you because it was awesome. That's great. I love that separating, sorry, loud talker, um, separating your emotions and your, your, your mind from your spirit. I, I love that word, 10 to 10. That's great. Um, Wendy, did you want to come? Thank you. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know I don't like doing this. <laughs> God help. We had enormous fun in our cabin too, um, Lots of laughing, lots of fun, lots of hugs, so it was very precious. We did have a small thought that the gender of the people who designed the huts may not have been a woman because when you plugged your hairdryer in, there was no way you could get to be in front of a mirror. So that created very interesting antics of either putting your hairdryer down, rushing to see what you've done, rushing back to adjust it, or, or stretching it till it nearly popped out. So. We'll leave it at that. But a woman would definitely have put a mirror near the hairdryer point. <laughs> but apart from that, it was an incredibly precious weekend. Um, and the people, Nicole and, and her team, did a beautiful job to create an incredibly safe, 
but freeing environment for women to be themselves and really share ourselves and the core of us. The Lord thought he needed a head start on me, though. He started talking to me um, in the week before and started fingering something that had happened 15 years ago or so, um, or maybe more than that, actually, <laughs> 25 years ago. Uh, and, and where I'd stepped out in another church setting and thought I'd heard the Lord and did what he said and it went really messy. And whilst I knew God had forgiven me, I'd always carried a sadness that maybe I'd messed up and I didn't realise until God started fingering it because I thought I'd sort of dealt with it that it was actually in a little way holding me down from being who he wants me to be. So he started fingering that and talking to me before the camp and then he continued on the camp and, and another thing that he was fingering that I got to share and I think there were a lot of people sharing deep stuff that they may not have articulated um, before to women so it was very precious. Um, but for me, it just, as we shared and as we cried together and as we prayed together, I just had this sense of God giving us an incredibly precious window of his perspective on our lives, which is what he did for the thing in my life. He showed me his perspective and that he had actually done what he wanted to do out of what I'd done, even though it looked really messy. But I just felt like he was giving a window of his perspective of our journey on our lives, both past stuff and current pain and grief and hurts. Um, and in, with his perspective came hope and unconditional love and life and freedom. And I just had was reminded of Isaiah 61, and, and I could see God doing it in the women's lives. There, he was giving freedom to the captive bits in us and he was comforting those who are mourning, be it current or past mourning, and, and giving us beauty for ashes and gladness and hope instead of mourning, and clothing us in praise instead of despair. And, and his tender love was just changing us as women more and more into the oaks of righteousness that display his splendour. And... You know, there was just this fullness of his touch of love and hope and life. And, and it was like a window of this is how he's working. And it's not just for women. It's what he's doing in all our lives. And the invitation is for all of us. So it was a very precious weekend. Sarah? Hello. Whoa. Um, okay, so it was just an awesome weekend. Uh, I think, if I'm honest, just as a mum, I was kind of like a little bit excited just about having a bit of breathing time and, you know, just getting ready by myself and things like that, just little things I was really pumped about. And the first night with our small group, we were talking about um, – what did we want God to kind of, what were we expecting God to do for us this weekend? <clears throat> and if I'm honest, that was a pretty big part of it. I was like, just rest, just relax and rest. 
Um, but I also said that I wanted God to reveal a bit more to me about my purpose of what he wants to do with me and how he wants to use me and things like that. Um, and it was such an awesome time. Like it, every woman, the thing I loved about it is women of all age groups were interacting and laughing and there were no like clicks or like every, everybody mixed and it was like we all had things to learn from people older than us and the, we were all laughing together. It was so good. I was holding my breath at these photos because there's a few there that I was like, please, Lord, no. And he answered my prayer because, man, <laughs> I was trying to build a fire. I'll just say that. It was a bit awkward. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, so it was fun and, like, our small group was so cool, just women I didn't actually, haven't actually had a lot of time to talk to and we just had an incredible time getting to know each other and actually sharing our hearts, you know, and not just surface-level stuff but really just going there. And um, that was really beautiful and I've put here straightening my hair. I know that sounds ridiculous but I just, like, spent a good half hour. <laughs> so We didn't have the PowerPoint problem, Wendy, so <laughs> I was just, like, I didn't have to stop and pick up a baby or, like, there was nothing I had to do. It, that was like a real highlight, mum life. Anyway, um, but yeah, every speaker delivered a really relevant message and they all touched me really deeply. It was like dealing with different areas of my life that I really didn't even know sometimes that I needed to um, work on. But one thing, Jesus touched on a really, um, <clears throat> on an area of insecurity in my life that I actually wasn't really too focused on. Um, because I'd just been living with it, but it had actually been strangling my confidence and my identity and my purpose, and I was just kind of... It, I realised that um, the thing about insecurity is it can almost seem a little bit humble, so we live with it more willingly than we do with things like pride and stuff, because it seems a bit like, oh, it's just, you know, it seems like a down thing, but God actually showed me that on the weekend... Um, that insecurity might feel kind of humble, but it actually has just as much potential to impact my life and my future as pride does. And he just began to show me the similarities about how both um, pride and insecurity cause us to seek approval and love and acceptance from people rather than God. Um, it also showed me that it robs me of the truth that my identity is found in God, like pride does that same thing as well, and it makes you kind of crave affirmation from people rather than the Father. Um, <clears throat> he also showed me that they rob God of the opportunity to be our dad, really, because if we're looking to other people to make us feel secure and give us hope, like you were saying, God's been robbed of that opportunity to breathe life into us, and that was really big for me to realise. Um, and ultimately, both pride and insecurity stunt our growth and the impact we can have when influencing the kingdom. And that was just huge for me because I think a lot of us just live with insecurity. And when we were singing this morning, we're an army rising up, we need an army to rise up that knows who they are and that knows what they're called to do and that owns what they're called to do rather than just looking at everybody else and feeling like we're not good enough or like we're subpar. And for me, like... God began healing that place of insecurity in my heart and all week he's continuing to do that, just speaking into who that I am and telling me I don't need to be insecure, I don't need to be proud, I just need to keep running into the arms of my father and he's going to tell me who I am and what I was created for and what that's going to look like and for me that's been so freeing. That's why I can come up here right now and just feel really comfortable because I'm just a daughter of the king and it's just been so freeing for me. Um, and yeah, I just, 
Sorry to get a little preachy, but I just feel like someone in here this morning needs to hear that, that your insecurity is not who you are and God wants to love that out of you so that you can rise up as part of the army because our army can't operate without you in it. And um, yeah, I just want you to come to God today and allow him to just love that part of your heart that's feeling insecure because it's not who you were created to be and he can love you better than anybody else can. Sorry. <laughs> And one more, Sylvia, come on down. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, everybody. What the ladies all forgot to mention was there was a lolly bar. And we really did attack that lolly bar. Um, so much so that on Friday night, oh, sorry. You had to buy refills and there was so much so that on Friday night, Sharon Wilson had to take me out and walk the sugar off. Um, I had that much and the ladies in our, in our cabin wanted to go to sleep but I didn't. I wanted to party um, <laughs> because I was on such a sugar high. Um, so I tried to calm that down on Saturday and Sunday. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, yes, and, and I was in Wendy's cabin um, and we had lots of laughs and lots of hugs and the whole camp was lots of laughs and lots of hugs and lots of tears and it was such a freeing and beautiful connecting time with not only people I knew but people I didn't know and the people in our, gr in our small groups just shared so deeply which was just unbelievable. Um, and it just made me think, wow, you know, there are other people going through stuff as well. Um, I went to the camp really um, basically just wanting to get away. <laughs> um, Andrew and I have been going through a, a, quite a difficult time in the last six months. We've had Andrew break his arm, um, Sam have his wisdom teeth out, I had my gallbladder out, um, Andrew slashed his wrist. Uh, <laughs> Probably for being married to me. Um, <laughs> no, 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 I know that. Um, Sam being sick with influenza A and B for two weeks straight. On top of that, I lost my job in a very um, unkind way. Uh, my mother split her head open. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and on top of that, a whole st a whole stack of finance issues that um, Andrew not being able to work and I'm not earning any money and there's a whole stack of other finance issues just thrown over the top of that. So I was just tired and exhausted and had had really enough. Um, so I went to the camp expecting nothing but to have a good time and party, um, <laughs> which I did. Um, but the Lord doesn't really leave it there at that. Um, he showed me a chessboard on the very first night that I got there and I'm just going, okay, Lord, it's a chessboard, whoopee. Um, <laughs> I was also hoping for the Lord to give, you know, someone to give me a word, um, but nobody did. Um, <laughs> um, but anyway, this chessboard kept on playing a, a rather huge role and I kept on arguing with the Lord about what do you want me to do with the chessboard and then he said to me, make a move. And I said to him, well, that's really great, but I don't know how to play chess. Um <laughs> And so we left it at that. And then he brought the chessboard again to me and said, make a move. And I said, well, yeah, that's really great, but I don't know how to play chess. I know that one of them jumps one way and one's a diagonal and one's a king and one's a queen. I said, but I don't know how to play. 
And so we left it at that. And I'm, I'm a bit thick, you know what I mean, um, at, at times. And the Lord is really gracious with me because he keeps bringing things back until I really learn um, or really ask the right questions. And I was starting to get really annoyed because I didn't know what this chessboard meant, but he kept on bringing back and saying, make a move. So in my wisdom, I thought, aha, I know. So the Lord said, okay, there's a chessboard, make a move. And he, he said, make a move. And I said, Tim, but I don't know how to play. So if you want to make a move, me to make a move, show me. Show me what I have to do because I don't know how to play. I don't know where the pieces are. I don't know what they do or how they do it. And then all of a sudden, the pieces just moved rapidly. And then he, and then he said, checkmate. And for the, me, that was one of the – well, then I went to my go-to lady, Wendy, um, and we chatted about it because it didn't make a lot of sense to me. And then it made a lot of sense to me that Lord, the Lord – because I'd been looking down on my life like an atabot of experience and seeing all these things happening, like, you know, Andrew hurting his arm and Sam being sick and me having the gallbladder and then having no job and then we had no money and, and blah, blah, blah and all the rest of it that goes with it. And it was just like the Lord said, I'm going to move the pieces for you in that in – that, um, all those situations and all you have to do is let go. And I thought, oh, that's great. That's really wonderful. So that was one of the best um, things that he could ever give to me. And because it was chess, it meant even more because chess is such a difficult game to play and it involves strategy and it involves thinking about what you, the next move is. But the Lord knew every move that, that had to be made or, or, or not, you know, in this situation. And when I got home um, on Monday, I got um, an interview that I had applied for and I also got an interview for a job I didn't apply for. So God's really got things under control and I was just so blessed by the weekend. I really encourage any, when we do it again, that any woman who can come, just come because it was a really sweet, sweet time. Thanks. Thank you. Um, I love hearing people's stories um, because there's power in our testimony and what I love about listening to all of those five women is that they didn't tell the same story. There were elements of the same, kind of like um, a gold thread weaving through our lives and connecting us by the Holy Spirit, but that the Lord spoke to them where they were at when they arrived at camp and then he continued to speak to them through the weekend. So it didn't matter if we didn't have the same life circumstances. It didn't matter that we didn't ha weren't on the same journey as each other. Um, the Holy Spirit is what um, joined us together. It's the Holy Spirit that helped us to minister to each other and be connected. And so that was really all of my um, hopes for the weekend ticked off. Um, I actually went, I didn't actually think about what I want, but I was thinking about what I wanted for the women of this church. And so the Lord will always exceed our expectations if we partner with him and ask him what he wants for the weekend. And I think that Sylvia's story really um, was a great example for that, that when we let go, God really moves the pieces in place and that he can be trusted for us to put our hope in him in all things. So I feel like today there's a spirit of hopelessness that the Lord might want to break off somebody and also a spirit of fear because the spirit of fear hinders us and stops us from going to the source of all life and all hope. 
um, and it hinders us even coming to our Father and asking for his help. So thanks. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Nick. Stay there. Just there's, uh, So there's hopelessness and fear, and the other one that the Holy Spirit was on was the, that word of insecurity, you know, that that's at work there. Yes. Now, before we ask the Holy Spirit just to move in the room on that, as I was just sitting there, um, now we heard the voices of a few women, but I think it's really on the heart of God that all women realise they have a voice in the kingdom of God. So I want, I want to release what the few articulated would be for the all of the women of this place. So whether you're, whatever age you are, um, women, would you just stand for a minute because we want to release who you are in God. You young ladies over there, stand up too. Alrighty, just close your eyes because there's a, there's a, there's a calling on your lives that only you can be as carriers of the kingdom of God and that the body of Christ needs and that the world will be touched by powerfully. So, Father, I thank you for the the testimony of your love, your power, your hope alive in the, 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 the women from that weekend that they spent together. And I thank you for the testimony of the few who articulated what was going on. But now, Father, I pray for just the affirming presence of your Holy Spirit to come upon all of the women here at the vineyard, in this room and that aren't here today, from the youngest to the most senior one. Holy Spirit, would you come upon them now with affirmation from God, with affirmation from God that you have called them your own and that you have called them to great things in your name and that we bless you now. We bless your voice. We bless your story and we bless you to bring it forth in the name of Jesus for his greater glory in the earth and for the well-being of others. I call it forth now in the name of Jesus. And in the name of Jesus, we just wash away now all of the effects and the words of those of, of, of places and positions of authority over you through the years that have shut your voice down. We we release you from the power and the effects of that in the name of Jesus. And we call you into your rightful place as daughters of the living God. That's your identity. And we bless you to come into the fullness of it here at the vineyard. Our body, our church needs you to be the daughters of the living God. Our region and our community, our schools, our universities, our workplaces need you to be the daughters of the living God. And so we bless you to be filled with the power of the Spirit to go and do great exploits with God, even as he moves the pieces for you and you get to partner with him. We bless you in that, in Jesus' name. 
And may the Holy Spirit stir you, rouse you, visit you, give you dreams, visions, pictures, and, and all of the prophetic hope that's been articulated to you over the years. He would just restore that to you now in Jesus' name. He would restore that to you now in Jesus' name. And we, we speak release for that to find traction in your life as you walk it out every day. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Bless the women here, God, the daughters of the living King. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, God bless you. Just take a seat.